Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. We are continuing in the series of sermons called The Wonders of God is Grace. Now, you need to understand something. The gospel of Jesus Christ comes to us like a coin that has two sides. So that you have to embrace both sides at the same time. For example, in the gospel, God forgives us. But he does not just stop by forgiving us. One side is forgiveness. The other side is restoration. You understand? So he forgives your sins, but he also restores you into full relationship with him. He's not like people who can forgive you, but uh, still hold you. Uh, at one of the, uh, the last international gospel conference, I was giving you an example. That if for God, if you stole his chicken, he will forgive you for stealing his chicken, but also make you now the keeper of his chickens. You understand? It is what he did with Apostle Paul. Apostle was killing believers, and so when God forgave him, he made him an apostle to the very same people he was killing. You see? So God, he will forgive you and restore you. He will forgive for your adulteries and give you a great marriage. You understand? So he, it comes, there are several people I find in church who the Lord has forgiven, but they themselves, they don't feel like they can now step into the realities of a born again Christian because they feel they don't deserve. No, 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 no. He forgives and restores. And so the other thing is that you see, whatever he has done through Christ and therefore on one side, is what he has done for us through Jesus Christ. For example, Jesus coming and dying on the cross. Then the other side of it is that we get what Christ achieved. So Christ comes, we get. It's not enough to know that Jesus Christ died for me. We must also know the consequence of him dying for me is there are certain things I achieve. For example, when Jesus dies, I am adopted into the family of God. That also means the other side is I have inheritance with God. You understand? When we come, we enter into a covenant with God, but that covenant also ushers us into becoming a people of the kingdom. So we enter into covenant, therefore we belong to God. You understand? So when he gives you an assignment, the assignment comes with empowerment. You understand that? So grace does not leave you on your own. Grace continues to work and work and work in you. Now today we are going to look at Another wonder of God's grace. And this is called the hard work principle. 
a gift of God's grace. So, if you're looking for a sermon title today, our title is The Hard Work Principle, A Gift of God's Grace. Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 10, which is, by the way, the reason I started with the gospel, because chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, Apostle begins by detailing for us what the gospel is. And when he comes to verses 10, then he tells us how he has been able to pass on the gospel. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God. Otherwise, I always tell people, if God was to consult some of our backgrounds, we would never be able to do anything in the kingdom. Oh, glory be to God. But by the grace of of God, I am what I am. You can turn to your neighbor with a smile and tell them, look at me. I am a work of grace. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Sheer grace. Glory be to God. I, I, I am what I am merely and simply by the grace of God. And then he says, and his grace toward me was not in vain. It was not. But I labored more abundantly than they all. That means that Apostle Paul is saying, when grace came to me, I labored. I was able to do a lot more work than the other apostles did. And then he clarifies because you may think he was the one working. He says, yet not I, not I, not I. Yes, you saw me working, but it was not I. Yes, you saw me fasting, but it was not I. Yes, you saw me studying, but it was not I. Yes, you, you saw me waking up at 3 a.m. every morning, every day, and keeping my light on until midnight, yet it was not I. You saw me running and walking and moving here and there and going up and above. Oh, yes, it was I, but yet it was not I, but it was the grace of God which was with me. Someone say it is a year of experiencing and walking in the grace of God. Hallelujah. And so we see that grace will enable you to labor more than anyone else. Now, God will never violate his set laws and principles because of grace. However, through grace, he will carry us, empower us, and enable us to be compliant with his laws and principles. The laws and principles of God are established by his word. And therefore, once God speaks, the word that he speaks is therefore then established as law. It is established as a principle. It's just the way God is. When God speaks, his word immediately becomes established as a principle by which we operate. By the way, that is why you must be very, very careful when you're saying God spoke to me. I'm just saying 
Because once God has spoken, who else can speak? You see, someone brings you a husband, says, Musamba, God told me this is, and you are like, ah, ah. Once you tell us that God has told you, what more do you want us to say? Eh? You know, God told me that I should do this. Now, once God has told you, what, what, why are you then asking us to, to what, what, do you want us to go against God? It, I know, I know. So please don't intimidate us. Uh, just tell us, I, will, I, I have this impression in my spirit. That's a better way. Do you understand? Because it really is. It really is. Oh, I had a, I, I was sleeping. I had a dream. I, I Say it as it is. Don't pressure. Don't put us on pressure. God has spoken. Uh, if, when God speaks, no man should have any other opinion if that is it. You know, I tell people, God told me to marry my wife. I could marry no one else. I will not marry anyone else. But for me, it, it was a, a real voice. It was a real voice. It was a real voice with all confirmations. So when I went to her, I wasn't estimating. I wasn't trying. I wasn't hoping. I knew. She didn't, but I do. So the first time I took her out for a date, very first day, said, Madam, marriage. We are, we are, I want to marry you. That's it. No jokes. After God has spoken, which, which other opinion do you have? Eh? But don't go and tell her, God told me. <laughs> Ladies, if any guy comes and tells you, God told me, tell them, wonderful, I'm a child of God too. Let him first speak to me too. Okay? Coming back to you in any way, I'm not telling you anything until God has also firmly and with an audible voice also told me. Yeah? And put on an attitude. Yeah? You're a child of God. Let no one intimidate you. Praise the Lord. However, when God speaks, immediately it becomes a law. Now, and the law of the principle, remember now, I'm using the word law as principle, okay? Not just a set of rules, but the principle. And so therefore, I need you to understand this, please. Are you, are you ready? Because this is where the sermon is. There is a law that operates here on earth. The problem is that this law was activated by the fall. Do you understand? That there is a law that operates here on earth. And it is part of a curse. It was activated by Adam's fall. And it is the law of hard work. The law of toil. I actually wanted it to call it the toil principle. But some people would not understand it properly. It is the law of hard work was activated by the fall. And so God came to Adam in Genesis chapter 3. Verses 17 to 19. And this was God speaking to Adam because of the fall. And again, it is part of a curse. Let me tell you, there is a curse that is operating here on earth simply because Adam disobeyed God. That's why you see, when Jesus comes to establish his kingdom, do you know what he will do? This whole earth, 
the Bible says he's going to wrap it up like a mat and throw it away so he can bring in a new earth and a new heaven. Because this one, it is messed up. Sin messed it up. That's why you suffer certain things you should never have suffered. Sin is operating here on earth. And because of sin, there is a curse. And if you don't understand that, then you don't know how to overcome and walk. You are a blessed man, but where you are operating, there is a curse where you are operating. And so you must know the principles by which we rise above the curse. Do you understand? And so then... God said to Adam, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you saying, you shall not eat. Cast is the ground for your sake. And he says, in toil, you shall eat of it. All the days of your life, thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you and you shall eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face. You see, I am here laboring in the word. That's why, you see, preachers that don't sweat, it's, <laughs> even you sleep while they are preaching. He's like, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread in the... That's why Paul told the, the people in Thessalonica, if he doesn't work, let him not eat. It is a law. You must work in order to eat. It's a curse. And the way you rise above the curse, the principle is work. Hard work. Toil. And he says, till you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So look, there is now a principle that has been set forth for us that in toil you shall eat. I don't like it. I found it here. Don't get angry at me. Your forefather, Adam. Now that is why, because of this principle, you must Learn to detach yourself from the first Adam and enter into the second Adam. Because while the first Adam was a living soul, the second Adam became a life-giving spirit. Not soul. A life-giving spirit. So, from the time of Adam, therefore, it has been said that the world will only respond to us favorably when we work hard. It's just that way. And if you don't uh, uh, if you don't learn this principle, then the world does not respond to you in the way it must respond to you. You must learn to exert yourself with diligence and hard work in order to be ahead of others in this life. It is the student who reads and reads right that will pass the exam. It's not the prayer warrior. You know, when I used to be in school, I had this thing. Me, I would wake up at 3 a.m. By that afternoon, I wake up that early. 
I would wake up at 3 a.m. and read my books for three hours. Oliver. By the way, for Oliver, that's a lot of reading because what are you reading? But me, that's what I was doing. I would get, wake up and for three hours read all my books, like all the books I had for, for Oliver. I would wake up and read all of them. At six, then I would go to school. And then I would find the ones who didn't wake up early. They came early to school to read. And I would bang KB. And they too would also enjoy what? They joined the what? The KB. <laughs> and we talk, we play, we do this. And the exams come back and it shows who read and who played. And then, who told you? There is a secret behind. <laughs> yeah? I am telling you, no one just succeeds by accident. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. It is not by accident. They, they may pretend as if, no, it, you know, I just showed up and then it all showed up. If you really look at them properly, you will see there is hard work behind them. It's a principle. The pastors that grow their churches, you will see that it is the pastor that does the hard work of prayer, study, preaching, and leading that grows a church. When you want to pass exams, it is not the prayer warrior, it is the book reader. When you want to grow a church, it is the prayer warrior, not the book reader. Like, don't mix things up. You have to know how to labor right. Yeah, the employee that puts in more hours and exhibits and puts in extra, if you are employed, you must put in extra hours and extra enthusiasm in order to get promoted. If you are the kind who waits for the rain before you arrive to your workplace and then you give all the reasons why you see there was jam and then I was there. Nah, uh, we will understand. But when it comes to promotion, we will look at the one who came in the dripping clothes. We will look at the one who was first there. We, like, it is just a set law. Even as we found it there, we like it because it's a curse. And that's the way it works. I have a friend of mine, he, he was giving his testimony. He used to work at a bank. And he said, uh, the bank, would their job would open up at 8 but for him, he would get to the bank. He said, whatever the case, I had to be there before the person who had the keys to open. So every time the person who had the keys, who basically the bank manager, had the keys. By the time he arrived, this guy was already standing there. Eventually, the bank manager said, you know what? Have the keys to open. What the bank manager did not understand, that having the keys to open, uh-huh, uh-huh, is the next step to being, do you understand? Now you, you got a job, you are arriving whenever you want, and you are giving reasonable reasons. They are reasonable, but the law is working. The curse is doing what? is working and you are blessed but the atmosphere you are working in has a curse to it. Otherwise, why would the pastor, look, I am sweating, toiling to make sure you understand. Glory be to God.
And so you try going into athletics, running. You try and you just decide, me, I will show up. When the race is starting, I'll show you up. The rest, you practice, train. Me, I'll just show up. You will see what happens. You'll be the last one. It's just the way it is. But then, so understand, friends. Hard work is what gives you advantage over and above all those who are around you. It's just a law. It's just a principle. It is there, and it is there simply because of the curse. But this hard work, Work that becomes fruitful is a gift of God. It's a real gift. Paul tells us, by the grace of God, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. And then he says, yet not I, but the grace of God. Now let me tell you, that word, labor, to labor. I labored more abundantly is the word, the Greek word is uh, kopiao. Kopiao. It means, kopiao means to exert oneself physically, mentally, and spiritually. Paul is saying, when it came to the work that I was supposed to do, I was able to exert myself physically. I was able to exert myself mentally. I was able to exert myself spiritually. So we worked hard. We toiled. We were striving. We were struggling. Now, that word kopiao is the work of God's grace by which he delivers you from the spirit of laziness and sluggishness. You understand? Hard work, for you to be able to work hard, it is the grace of God that delivers you from that spirit of laziness and sluggishness. And that grace gives you a tenacity of spirit. That grace gives you grit to walk beyond where others will stop. And it gives you the grit to walk with wisdom and acumenship. By the grace of hard work, the grace of kopiao, the grace of hard work, we gain advantage over competition. And so you must contend and, and believe God to walk in the grace of hard work. Hard work is a grace. I remember when I, I've told you this story before. When I was a student at Senior Six and I was away serving God a week before my exams. And when I came back the week of our briefing, the Lord granted me such grace. He granted me such grace to read that in one night I was able to read my books from 9 p.m to 5 a.m. without dozing, without, in fact, I first heard the Muslim call to prayer. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. These people are too early today. Me, in my mind, it was midnight. And I'm still pushing. I'm saying, 
uh, uh, maybe at two, I'll go to sleep and then I hear, by the time I check my clock, it's five. But God had given me such grace to read and every book I read, I am telling you, that's how I am this there, I am able to remember several of the things I am telling you from senior five. I remember my history lessons. I remember the Luganda books. I read Luganda. I read Glamour as if I'm reading a novel. I am telling you, it was so funny and grace was granted in such a way that because of that grace, now I would remember everything. Every, whenever you said a line, I would remember and even know the page of my book on which it is. So when the exams came, I remember the night before the exam, everyone was rushing. Kasasi has come. Kasasi has come. I was like, no. I know. And when the exams came, I would look and say, ah, this number, I know. This one, I know. This one, I know. And I wrote. And when the exams came back, guess what? The kapia of grace, kapia of grace had worked. By the time the exams came, I was on top of my class. May that grace come to you. May that grace come to you. May that grace come to you. Glory be to God. How do you walk from morning till evening, pray through the night, and then go back? You know, because it is what it takes to build certain stamina in the spirit. It is what it takes. And God must grant you the grace. And then people wonder, when does he sleep? What does he even eat? What, uh, but you are able to do these things, not because you are able to do them, but because Kapi'ao is working. The grace of hard work. I am able to sit on a report and within three hours, I have concentration enough to write the best report in this company. I have believed God for grace. Hallelujah. The Kapiao grace means that even at my marriage, I am not, I am not simply joking. It is not laziness and sluggishness. No, there is a certain hard work I bring to this why? Because grace is carrying me. Grace is carrying me. I can tarry longer than others. I can, I can hold on longer than the others can. Oh yes, this is the grace that was on David's men. You, know, you remember Saul told David, I want you to go and bring me. I'm going to give you a wife. I need you to go and bring me 100 for skins of a Philistines. David said, I can do that. When he came back, he had 200. Not 100, 200. The grace of hard work, the grace to work hard is what is going to make your business flourish above when he says, I will bless you in the city and I'll bless you in the country. He is saying, I will give you such wisdom and such grit that where others work for one hour, you are able to work for three. I'm telling you, hallelujah. This grace, it makes you labor because the principle is there. That if you are going to overcome in this cursed world, you must be able to work hard. And so grace is not going to remove that principle. What grace is going to do is it's going to empower you. It's going to enable you. It is, hey, this year I see you working harder than you have ever worked before. This year I see you advancing more than you have ever advanced before. This year I see your wisdom increasing because it is the grace of Kapiya. 
Oh, praise the name of Jesus. The wisdom of hard work, diligence, diligence. The Bible says, see a man who is diligent at what he does. He will not sit before mere men. Hallelujah. A man who knows his trade. A man who can burn the midnight oil. Oh, yes. That man will rise higher. A story is told. You know, Bishop Adeboye. We all know him. He's an old man. But they tell you that every day, that man at midnight, he walks his entire compound praying. The compound is about 40 acres of land. 40,000, not 40, 40,000. Like the guy just walks around from midnight to 3 a.m. praying. And then we tell you, you're going to pray for an hour and you're like, huh? No, 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 no. You need the grace. You need this kopiao. Grace. Grace to labor. Grace to stay in. Grace to do it. Grace to refuse to sleep when you should sleep, when you're feeling like sleeping. Grace to write when you don't feel like you should write. Grace to handle the meetings and, uh, 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 and still have the presence of mind to write the report and still have the presence of mind to mind your children and still have the presence of mind to, to, to call your wife and, and still have the presence of mind uh, to pray and, and study your scriptures and still have the presence of mind to study the psychology and all this. The grace of Kapiao is falling upon us in Jesus' name. You see, that is the reason why you see that in the New Testament, Paul did not walk with Jesus physically. Oh, but the grace that caused him to labor made it that we are now a third of the books of the New Testament are from Paul. Why? He was able to labor. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.